Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Welcome, everyone. Today, a little history lesson. In the time of Christ, God's people, as they were called, knew all about the law, what they could or couldn't do, where they could or couldn't go, and even what they should or shouldn't say. Then along comes Christ, the lawgiver, and they are at a loss to comprehend his outside-of-the-lines brand of worshiping and service to others. So Jesus gives them a new law, a new command. What happens next still reverberates today. Dr. Jennings is with us via Skype to explain. Dr. Jennings, what do we need to know? This text out of John 13, where Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. You also must love one another. This is a new command, but it shouldn't have been a new command because if you look in Deuteronomy, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. In Leviticus 19.18, love your neighbor as yourself. So this wasn't new in the sense of it had not been given before. It was new in the sense that they didn't comprehend it or understand it. So it was new to their understanding, mm-hmm. despite God having previously taught it before. And I bring this forward because I want to ask the Christian community, do we find ourselves in the same place? Mm-hmm that the apostles were in, that despite this having been presented in Deuteronomy and Leviticus and by Jesus and John, and we've heard this, do we still need to reflect on what this actually means? Is it a new command to us, or or do we think we have it all down? What is it about us Christians these days that makes you think that? What are we doing or not doing? So Jesus said, you know, you've heard it said, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that we are to be perfect as the Heavenly Father's perfect, right after he said that God causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and says the rain upon the righteous and the unrighteous. In other words, we are to love all people equally and not simply greet your own friends or brothers. And so the idea being is that our love is to not be differential, that we are to love all people as God's Mm -hmm. children. And this type of love does not, as I understand it, originate in our natural selves since we've inherited from Adam and Eve. It's a gift that comes from God. And God is the actual source of love that we are to experience and have it flow through us to others. And so I use this metaphor. We receive God's love in the same way we receive sunshine. And think about the sunshine for a minute. It's constantly shining down from heaven to us. Right, right. And just like the sunshine, it never stops streaming. However, Sometimes it can be hidden from us by storm clouds. Mm. So to God's love, despite never ceasing, can sometimes feel hidden to us when we're experiencing intense emotional storms. And it's during those times when our emotions are raging and we're feeling unloved, we're feeling cut off, we're feeling abandoned, that we must recognize the reality that Jesus has given us and exercise our faith or confidence to know that God's love is still shining and never ceases, just as surely as we know that on the stormiest days, the sun is still shining. Because when it's storming like that, Dr. Jennings, and I'm sure you've heard many people say this, it doesn't seem that God loves me anymore. It seems like God has left me. I'm here all by myself facing this world alone. And that's why we have to have some knowledge 
of God's love in our life experience before the storm. If you've only ever had storms and you've never in your life seen the sun or felt the warmth of the sun, mm -hmm. then you would have very little to base mm -hmm. the, the idea upon that there's a sun on the other side of the clouds. Yes, yes. And so you have to have an experience in God's love so that when the storms come, you can have confidence that even though I'm in the middle of a storm, I know God's love is still shining. And we receive love as we receive sunshine by placing ourselves in its rays. On the sunniest day, we can still choose to go inside, out of the sunlight, mm. close the doors, put the blinds down, shut ourselves in darkness, cut ourselves off from its warming rays. Likewise, despite God's love constantly flowing from heaven, we can choose to cut ourselves off from it, to stay in the darkness of bitterness, resentment, hatred, bigotry, selfishness, fear, doubt, idolatry, legalistic religions, entertainments, and various forms of substance-induced comas or stupors. Uh, wow. So the idea, when we cut ourselves off from the sunlight— we necessarily suffer various forms of physical and mental breakdowns. Mm -hmm. Likewise, when we cut ourselves off from God's love and fill our hearts with fear, selfishness, the numbing but false comforts of the world, we invariably suffer various physical and mental breakdowns. How do we bridge that gap, Dr. Jennings? The world is right in front of us. We can taste it, we can see it, we can touch it. God is you're saying right in front of us as well, but we can't see him, we can't taste him, we can't touch him. How do we switch over from finding comfort in the world to finding comfort in God's presence? So God has provided that just like the sun, you can't actually go up and touch the sun. That's true. So you experience what the sun does. Part of it is the warming rays, but the sun also, by warming the water, creates the air currents and the winds mm -hmm. that we experience. The sun is what provides the energy for the plants. So every time you eat a piece of fruit, you're actually eating right. the results right. of the sun shining on the planet. Okay? So the evidence of the sunshine is all around us, even if we work a night shift and we sleep during the day and we never go out and see the sun, all the evidence that the sun is shining is still all around us all the time. And this is how we experience God's love, by looking at all the evidences that he has provided. Romans 1.20, it says God's divine nature is seen in what he has made, so that men are without excuse. And we have the inspiration of scripture, so if you want to actually abide in his love, then you do that by choosing to meditate upon the scriptures, to celebrate in God's creation, to reflect upon his interventions, appreciating, giving thanks for his providences and leading in our life journey, and applying to the degree we understand them, his methods and principles to our lives. This is how we abide in his love. I'm reminded of that verse that says, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. In other words, we have to seek first. God doesn't just bust in. He knocks on the door. He has evidence all around us. It's up to us to make that connection, not up to him to make the connection to us. Because the sun is constantly shining. Yeah. It's shining on all people. His love is constantly being poured out. It's being poured out on all people. And we have to then choose to put ourselves in that love. So Jesus says something very interesting in John 15, 15. He says, as the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. 
He says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that he lay his life down for a friend. And you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I've learned of my father I have made known to you. And this is my command, love each other. So when God's love is flowing through us, Jesus wants us to embrace experience and share that love with other people. And in so doing, we actually grow and become less anxious and fearful. Love, when you are being loved and when you're loving others, neurobiologically, it calms the brain's fear circuitry and we have less anxiety. We're healthier people. So just loving people is good for our health, you're saying. Multiple studies show that people who are volunteers in their community, after accounting for other variables such as baseline health or smoking habits or education, the people who volunteer in their community live longer, have less disabilities, less mental health problems, less dementias, and stay out of nursing homes longer than those who don't volunteer. The principle of love or the principle of giving is physiologically beneficial for us because it's God's design for our lives. So love and truth originate with God, and it's the reality of understanding and participating in that that is healing and helpful to our heart. And as we trust God, then we open the heart and say, Lord, the truth that you've revealed that I've seen now in Scripture, I've seen in nature, I believe you're trustworthy, I open my heart to you, then we receive the indwelling Holy Spirit that brings new desires and new motives and When we choose to say, yes, yes, I'm going to do that, then we receive power to succeed on that. And so Jesus says we're to remain. This is the point I'm going to get to. We're to remain in God's love. That's what Jesus said, remain in my love. He says we don't earn God's love. We don't fight for it. We don't have to prove ourselves to get it. We don't work for it. We don't compete for it. We're in any other fashion struggle to receive God's love any more than we do to struggle to receive the sunshine. God's love is not conditional. We are to abide in it or remain in his love, to rest in his presence. That's what we're called to do. I mentioned in the introduction to today's program that God's people of of his time and this time too, sometimes they're concentrating on the law of God. Is there love in that law? Can you find love demonstrated in God's laws for us? Well, it depends on whether you're understanding law in a human way. Uh The human way of law is to make up rules and to punish rule breakers. That's human. God's creator. His laws are like the laws of health, the laws of physics, the laws upon which reality operate. And when you understand that God as creator is sustaining the constancy of all of his creation and his laws do not discriminate and they're constant and they're the protocols that life and health are built upon, then you understand that it's an absolute expression of love that God is so reliable, so predictable, so constant, so caring, and that his His laws are what generate life and health. And if you harmonize with the laws of health, you get healthier. And that's an expression of love. But if you have a system that you think of laws, rules, and then someone's finding fault and inflicting punishment, then that incites fear. That's Satan's view, and that's Satan's kingdom, the kingdoms of this world. And that is counter to the principles of God and his kingdom of love. Then in this passage of Jesus that I read from John 15, Jesus does... From a worldly perspective, the most incredible, unbelievable, and truly preposterous thing, he refuses to accept us in the role of servants to Mm -hmm. him, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Instead, the creator and sustainer of all reality tells us his desire, his intent, his wish is for us to be his friends. This is astonishing. And can you really imagine it? God, the creator and sustainer of all reality, our Savior, the infinite one himself, has invited you and me to be his friends. 
That's what he's invited. And so what does it mean to be a friend of God? First and foremost, we must be one back to love and trust. You cannot be a friend to somebody you don't love, you don't trust, and you cannot be a friend if you yourself are not trustworthy. That's true. That's true. And God is inviting us into loving friendship where we have his best interests at heart, that we are interested in representing him right, as saying of him what is true. And we cannot do that as long as we are still controlled by fear and selfishness. If we're controlled by fear and selfishness, then we will betray those that love us, and even those we love if we're controlled by fear and selfishness, to protect ourselves. And thus, we must be one back to trust and love, and the love of God purges out the fear, casts out all fear, and we are able to stand in faithful, loving loyalty to our Creator and say of Him what is right. We can be His friend. Oh, and Dr. Jennings, you have made it very clear that that's the Christ that's coming back. That's the Jesus we're going to see up there in the clouds. And just like the people of old, if we're looking with a mindset of that law and punishment and everything, we're not going to recognize him. We're not going to appreciate who he is. But if we look for a God of love to come back in those clouds, whose laws are there for us to enjoy and to benefit from and to share with others, him we'll recognize, wouldn't you say, Dr. Jennings? The rule approach is the servant approach. Yes, Do what you're yes, told. The yes. master said it. Don't ask questions. Yes. The friend actually understands the reasons why and how the creator has constructed things to operate and cooperates with them because it makes sense and they agree. That's the big difference. Commonreason.com, listener, is the website. Lots of resources there to help you along your journey of discovery when you're learning about the God of love and how you can share that love. Blogs and books and articles and videos and just all kinds of good things, radio programs that you can enjoy. That's commonreason.com. This program was sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Dr. Jennings has joined us today via Skype. Dr. Jennings, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music> <music>